0: And today, another solo show. I hope you are ready to hire that executive assistant and that amazing, just class A talent. I want to help you get there because that was definitely a turning point for myself. I also want to apologize. I know I did a show leading up to this and show number 800. And I know that was like nearly two months ago, but I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you didn't hear that one, because I'm going to you know move forward from that that helped you to think through some different ways that i found my current assistant i found other employees but i want to help you think through today the job description and i know you've probably heard or read different things about the job description and i want to share with you some things that i've recently learned just doing lots of research i wanted to hire a top-notch executive assistant and i knew that obviously just like you you don't want to hire the wrong person there's so many negative things about that but just the time loss and the the time of educating someone and them learning especially an executive says anyone on the team for that matter but this person i you know i needed them to be able to have access to so many things i needed them to get to know me very well so they can be thinking ahead of me and performing in some Avenues, you know, just like I would, you know, understand me that well. So this had to be a specific person, and I did not want to make a mistake of hiring the wrong person, or at least wanted to go extend, you know, every effort possible to hiring the correct person. The time it takes to to train someone, but then to fire someone and have to do it all over again, it's a horrible expense for most companies. I can't express or stress enough the time ahead of time that you need to take to ensure you're completing this process the best that you can. And I hope I give you some good tips today on how to do that. And then I'll, I'll, I'll do another show and I'll we'll probably try to do this one you know, within a week. And that way you'll have some other steps of getting this process going. So I wanted to get into that job description a little bit today. And I'm going to go through the job description I used to find my executive assistant and you know, some things that I think is crucial to have in there. So quickly, this job description, I wanted it to be obviously very professional. I wanted it to attract that professional individual that uh, you know, is not going to be looking at it and say, wow, you know, they misspelled a bunch of words or, you know, they don't really know what they want or what they're looking for. So I wanted this to be extremely professional. I wanted it to be very clear what I needed to them to do, because this step is going to be a big step that's going to help you to narrow down that process of, you know, so you're not interviewing 200 people who has the time to do that. So, uh, you know, in, in show 800, I kind of went through you know how many people actually applied versus how many people were interviewed and submitted documents, things like that. But this, you know, your job description is going to help you in a big way. And so, you know, immediately, you know, it's going to be the title of the position, right? And mine is executive assistant to the chief executive officer. And it says full-time position. You know, I want them to know as they're applying that this is a full position. Time position. It's not a part-time. It wasn't as you want or as you need to work or, you know, it's full-time position because I need you to be there to support me, you know, as much as possible. And right off the bat, you know, I have a company overview and it, I, don't, I don't want this job description to be 28 pages long but it does need to have enough detail that obviously they understand that they are interested, that they can be a member of this team that we already have established. And so, you know, right off the bat, it's a company overview, and I'll just read part of it to you, or all of it It says, Life Rich Capital is a Christian investment business based in Roanoke, Virginia, with a mission to glorify God by helping investors create wealth while assisting families with the financial burden of adopting a child. Obviously, that references our foundation as well, but I want them to just know that about us. But then it says... We strive to provide high-quality, low-risk investments to investors while giving back. We have more than $100 in real estate under management. We have a lot more than that now. I've produced more than 700 interviews, actually over 850 now. In the last two years in our daily podcast, we are growing quickly. And we're looking for a full-time executive assistant to join our team of A players to support our CEO, Whitney Sewell. So learn more about us at LifeBridgeCapital.com. If you are a highly organized administrative professional with experience supporting an executive, read on to learn more about this exciting opportunity. So then it goes right into position overview. And it says, this is a full-time role assisting the CEO, Whitney Sewell, and reporting to him directly. For this role, you're able to work from home, which is very important, by the way, especially right now with everything that's happening. So many people want to work at home and I don't blame them. I love working at home. But I said from home with very flexible hours. So that that's very attractive to people. right? But on occasion, there is a need to work additional hours on evenings and weekends during an acquisition or other events throughout the year. So they need to know that I can be very flexible on hours. However, there are times where I need you to be available, maybe even longer hours than normal, but there's going to be other times where we're very flexible. So, and then it goes into our mission, the mission of this role or executive assistant. It says, the mission of the executive assistant is to stay 10 steps ahead of their leader, tracking all of the administrative details, clearing the path for them to make the greatest contribution to the business possible. The executive executive assistant will be a key asset to the CEO by anticipating needs at an exceptionally high level, allowing them to to develop vision strategy for all aspects of the company, so that we can reach our revenue and profitability goals. While repeti- rep- repetitive tasks are certainly part of this position, the tasks assigned can vary from week to week based on the CEO's needs and the needs of the business. The most important responsibility of the executive assistant is to assure that administrative tasks and projects are completed with a high level of efficiency, confidentiality, accuracy, flexibility, and positivity in order to support the initiatives of the CEO. So again, I encourage you to listen to the end of this because I'm going to share with you some very important things at the end of this that that you need to have in there. So it's going to streamline this process for you. But next, it goes into the responsibilities. This individual needs to know, you know, as much as possible ahead of time, what's going to be expected, right? What are they going to be doing on a day-to-day basis? Obviously, this isn't going to include every detail, but you should include, you know, numerous things here so they can even ensure that they're qualified. It says responsibilities and it says the executive assistant will have the following primary responsibilities, uh, email management on behalf of the CEO, meeting management, including preparing agendas, printing reports, taking notes and distributing action items, communicating on the CEO's behalf, both internally, externally, running errands and attending meetings weekly, complex calendar management and scheduling both personally and professionally on behalf of the CEO, very Personal and professional administrative tasks, including but not limited to booking appointments, research projects, coordinating travel, and ordering gifts, flowers, etc. Light like project management and account payable duties, weekly reporting to the team CEO. So that's what I listed on there. But think through what do you spend the most of your time on? What can you hand off to someone? You know, your business model may be different than mine. Ultimately, I want this person to know me well enough that they can help me and take as much off my plate as possible. And so we can operate more efficiently. We can get back to investors much faster with information that investors need or questions they may have. One thing that is just a massive time, you know, issue or has been of mine is email. And I want to get back to investors as quick as possible. It was always an issue that I would have hundreds upon hundreds of emails in my important and unread that didn't include all of them, but that's just the important and unread. And I would have to set aside hours, you know, to make sure that I am getting through that to get back to investors and different people on our team. That's very important. So, you know, that was something that was very important to me. And it seems so well, that's, you know, it's not a very big task. It is a big task for a couple of reasons. One, it's important to get back to these people as fast as possible. And two, it just eliminates stress for me when I know that that's done, right? So now we have different email management techniques that my assistant and I are using. So I ensure that, you know, my inbox is like, 20 or less per day. And then I, I set aside a little time to go through it. And she takes care of the rest. She knows what to do. And, and as we move along, that gets better and better and better as she figures out you know, who these people are you know, or how I might respond or things that I want to read, I need to know versus things that I don't have to look at. You know, We get people all the time that will email me and ask to be on the show. Well, I don't necessarily need to see that email. She can pretty much qualify, you know, if that person can be a good guest or not. And then she knows who to send that to on our team that manages, you know, our podcast and then and the booking side, you know, of the podcast. So like the meeting management, including preparing agendas, printing reports, taking notes, things like that. She may be on a call where I'm on a Zoom call or just a phone call with someone else that I may potentially partner with or just do some type of business with. And she may be there taking notes. I'll obviously make sure that person knows that she's there. And just for note taking purposes, or maybe it's something, you know, we, we're looking for somebody to help us with something specifically in, in the business. And I may have her there because she has lots of experience and qualities that, that I don't have. And I mean, when well, her Opinion you know about this person or about their qualifications as well, uh, obviously, I have the final say, but I still value her opinion and expertise and so then the next one said so communicating on the c e o s behalf both internally and externally, so she does communicate through my email. however, when she sends an email, it will always say you know her name you know, acting on behalf of, you know, Whitney Sewell, something like that, or it is have her name, executive assistant for Whitney Sewell, something so that individual receives that email, knows that it wasn't from me, but it was from my assistant. You know, I never want there to be uh, any question of, you know, who's responding or or that, you know, there's, you know, I'm trying to have somebody else respond on my behalf. I I am, but I want them to know uh, that this is, you know, so we can provide the best service and getting back to them as quick as possible. If it's from an investor or anybody, anything that I need to answer, or like that, and then I'm going to be the one to answer that, making that clear. And I would encourage you to do that as well. So, running errands, attending me- meetings weekly, some of that, you know, she does do that. She does run some errands for me that she can do local. She's not local to me, just FYI. She's not. In the same city that I am in, and she doesn't need to be. There's very few things. There are a few things that that would be beneficial for, but not many that you know keeps me from only hiring you know local or within a certain area. Uh, she can be anywhere. I'm, I care much more about first her character and her ability and her drive, you know, above her being just in the same town as me. And so, uh, complex calendar management and scheduling is so crucial. I need her to know my calendar much better than I do. She needs to be able to look ahead at my calendar and look a week ahead, two weeks ahead, a month ahead, and be putting things on there and making sure I do not have conflicts or she's reaching out to to those people to say, you know, he can't be here at this time. Or maybe someone emails and wants to speak with me and she'll ask me, you know, do you want to speak with this person? Is this beneficial? Is this the best use of your time? You know, this person is, is my kind of gatekeeper, right? She's ensuring that I'm spending my time the best way possible to move the business forward. And I, and I make sure she knows that, that she needs to track my time and ensure that I'm spending it the best possible. Or if she feels like, you know, this is not the best use of time. I want her to voice that to me. I want her to tell me. Okay. So you want to give them the reins a little bit to do that, to help you think through that. Cause there's, there's oftentimes you're spending time on things that someone else can be doing. And you got to kind of open your mind a little bit to that. So you can be just more productive. So then I said a varying personal and professional administrative tasks, including, uh, but not limited to, you know, booking appointments, obviously research projects, and it even said ordering gifts and flowers. There's times I've sent gifts to people and she will just take care of that. You know, I may give her an idea and say, hey, go research this. You know, I need to send a gift to this person and she'll just find it. And I'll say, okay, you know, that's great. Or no, why don't we try this? She has a, you know, a, a debit card for our business account and she can handle it from there. I don't have to think about that anymore. I've said it before. I use Voxer. We use a walkie talkie. App called Voxer. And I may even Voxer her a message to write in a thank you card or, you know, somewhere to that individual, say, hey, you know, this is what I want to say, and then send this gift. So that way it's done. If, you know, if I have to wait till I have time to find that gift, it may not get done or it may be a month later or two weeks later. And I want it to be very prompt. And so she helps me to do that. So, like project management, of course, weekly reporting, there's things like that on a weekly basis. We do meet, we have a scheduled Weekly meeting. You know, it's like an hour, sometimes it can be two hours, uh, where we're going on spe- over specific things that we're working on to move the business forward. Uh, and so she is a very helpful in that. As I'm thinking of things through the week, I'm just to her and say, hey, I add this to our list, or we need to be working on this. You know, she helps me to get that ball rolling and start putting those pieces together in the background while I'm working on something else. So I cannot stress that enough. So that's just the responsibilities. I just went in a little more in depth there. And then next, I list out proficiencies. And I won't read, you know, all the details of each one of them. But just a few of the titles here. I said attention to detail. So important. A quality communication, high level of discretion, a team player, anticipating needs, affinity for technology. So, yeah, you know, a few things there. Obviously, attention to details at the top of that list. And this job description is going to help you Determine if they have a great attention to detail or not. And I'm going to tell you how that happens in just a minute. But, you know, even the affinity for technology. So that's the last thing. But they need to be savvy with technology and not uh, intimidated by learning new technology or they're really going to hold you back. If you're not using technology right now, you're operating at such a slower pace than most other people. And so you have to be willing to get into technology. There's things that my assistant knows about technology that I'll probably never know. And that's the way I want it. I want to learn those things too. I'm not afraid of learning, however, or intimidated. I know I can learn it, but it's her job. I need her to be able to jump in there and and just learn to be proficient with specific things. I don't have time to maybe use that piece of technology, but I need to know that it's working for us or I have people on the team like her and others that are proficient in that. Uh, You know, I mean, just like our CRM or Zoom or just the Google Suite and Asana. I mean, there's lots of things, just Microsoft Office as well. Do they understand how to use Microsoft Word and Excel, things like that, or, or even QuickBooks if you use that. There's lots of things, especially your CRM, but lots of software that's so important. So the next thing and the last thing, one of the most important things of this whole job description is at the bottom, it says application instructions. So I want you to think about this, application instructions. If they haven't got to this this part, which they probably will, they'll scroll down and probably skip a lot of what you already said, but they need to pay attention here in great detail. So right off the bat, it says to apply please submit the following via email too. And I have our, you know, an email address. It's a separate email address than mine. You know, it's a specific place that we created within the business for people to apply to work with us, okay? But this is where you send it, okay? And then there's five things listed. The top one, it says prospective candidate questionnaire. And that is something that I briefly talked about in show 800. I'm gonna do a whole nother show just about this document. And hopefully in a week, you'll hear this next show where I'm talking about this document because it's so important. And so I've, you know, I put it the, on the drive and it's in a Word document form. They can download it you know, right here. I actually create a hyperlink here so they can click on this and download this form, right? And that does a few things. That document is quite long, very extensive. I'm going to go over it in, in another show, but I encourage you to listen to that show so you can think through this. And if you, if you go through the book, Top Grading, you're going to learn a lot about this in even a lot more detail. And I didn't use everything in Top Grading. But I learned a lot, and it did help me to hire a class A assistant. But that prospective candidate questionnaire is so important, and even the fact that it's a link, and they have to download it, it just is, is another kind of wall or barrier to entry. Right? Are they tech savvy? Can they? Because there's so many. Believe it or not that couldn't download it. And so many that could. So I knew it worked. Okay. I knew it worked. If tons of people had said they couldn't download it, then that's one thing. But so many would email and say, ah, oh, you know, I couldn't get it to download. You know, how do I do this? You know, things like that. While many, you know, others just sent it right back and, and completed. So, but how that document is completed is so important. And I'll go over that, like I said, later. Number two is a cover letter and PDF of your resume. Notice, you know, just say cover letter and then it says PDF of your resume. So as they're sending these things in, did they send it in PDF form or did they send it in in Word form? Did they send it in something else? You will get everything all over the place. But there's one more thing that shows you if they paid attention or not. I mean, you could put it in any kind of form you want, but, you know, think about ways that you can put some things in there so you can tell if they're really paying attention. And number three says, tell us how you heard about this position. And it's as simple as, Did they tell us how did, you know, we want to know how they heard about it, but ultimately did they read this? Can they follow these simple instructions? Okay. And those three, those three things are top. Uh, The fourth one says strengths finder top five strengths report. And then I put optional out next to that. I want to, I want to give them the chance to, they don't have to do it, but I want to give a a space for those who are going to go above and beyond. Uh, And there's many spaces here for that, but this is just another. And number five, is the Colby A index assessment. There's even free options for these things. And I actually put that one as optional as well. I did not link to those things. Again, I want them to be able to go out there and find it and be able to get that to me, okay? And so uh, obviously I gave them very detailed instructions. They're very clear, very short. So that way, when these things are sent to me, I can see how did they respond? Did they send it to the correct email even? Were they able to download the form? Did they send me the cover letter and, you know, the resume, uh, you know, in PDF form, like I asked, you know, and did they tell me how I heard about the position? Did they do the other reports or assessment, you know, that was optional or not? You know, and I didn't completely throw somebody's resume out if they did not do the optional ones at the bottom. However, it does show me a little more desire there for them to take the time to do that, you know, some people said, "Oh, you know, I completed that five years ago. Here it is." Well, you know, that's not really what I'm asking for. You know, I, I mean, I want to know that hey, you're willing to go ahead and do it again to give us a, a more up to date, you know, response and things like that. But they did su- submit it, you know, but that that wasn't really what I was looking for. I really want to see your desire to do this the best you possibly can. But again. The Prospective Candidate Questionnaire, I'm going to go over that again in another show that I encourage you to listen to show 800. And then obviously another one in probably a week, you know, I'll put out another show just talking about that form because it's so important. But this job description is one of your first ways of getting in front of someone. And again, we submitted this on Indeed and we submitted it to our network. So your network is going to be a great place to find someone you know obviously through referrals it's a great place and so we received a ton of applications uh, through indeed and then you know not as many through referrals but we did receive quite a few and i I ended up uh, interviewing numerous people or a few of the uh, interviewed four people and i'll go through that interview process as well in another show uh, where we did a, a tandem interview and i'll go over that but just remember right now, job description, you need to create that. You need to list out what's expected of this person, you know, of this executive assistant or whoever, whatever this role is. You could use this for any role that you're hiring within your business. But this is one thing that helped me to narrow down quickly, just the mass number of applications. And again, I'll share with you how we found my top assistant uh, You know, in a later show. I hope you have learned a lot about just the hiring process, how we were successful. There's many other details, uh, but just for time's sake, I can't go into everything, but those are just some details that I hope you will consider. You know, first, you need to consider hiring an executive assistant as soon as possible. They don't have to be full-time initially, but you do need to, you'll grow into that. But you need to hire them the best that you can and obviously ensuring that they're top talent. So hope you are having an amazing day and I hope you will reach out. If you have ideas for the show, if you have thoughts that you want me to share about how we've closed on over $100 million in real estate you know, in this past year or anything like that, Or the podcast, you can always email info at lifebridgecapital.com. You know, our team will take that and we'll discuss different show options or if there's other people you would like me to interview or questions you would like me to ask. We would love to learn that. If you're a passive investor, I would encourage you to go to lifebridgecapital.com and click on the invest now button. That's where you will just sign up uh, to schedule a call with me and our team or with me personally. And so that way we can discuss, you know, your goals in investing and how we can help. We'd love to do that. And I encourage you to do that sooner than later. We have deals coming up all the time. So I hope you have a blessed week and we will talk to you again soon. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.